Hey, I'm Matt Simpkins, pastor of Christ South, and this is our podcast. Thanks for listening. I hope this builds you up. I hope this helps you in your faith. I hope this helps you to see God at work. We'll see you at the end of the podcast. Listen, have you ever heard the saying, hindsight's 2020? This is something I think we've been talking about this whole year. Hindsight is 21. Man, I remember being in a con- congregation that I worked that worked at that they, they worked so hard on putting together this 2020 visioning plan. It was such a cool idea to endeavor. And it was like years ago. I want to say it was like way, way, way back before I even got there to be thinking about the future, about how they could challenge and grow, and so proud about how that they pushed themselves outside of their comfort zone because they wanted to see into the future and plan to rise to the occasion, but I don't think anybody on their best day envisioned what this 2020 was going to look like. Hindsight's 2020, right? Well, yeah, 2020 sure has been something. I thought it would be so much more. I think all of us thought this year would be so much more. It's been such an up and down year, and for a lot of folks, it's been a particularly difficult and down year, way more than up. Recently heard somebody say that I don't have as much to be thankful for this year, Pastor. I mean, really, it's just been that kind of year, and I don't really have anything to put into the thankful blessing bowl of Thanksgiving. So much is in disarray. I can't be with my family. I can't be with my friends. I can't do what I used to do. It's all changed. Well, yeah, I mean, it's true, right? It's absolutely true. Everything has changed, and we've lost so much this year. I promise this won't be a super downer sermon, but gosh, we got to at least talk about it. So many people can't be together this year. The holidays were already different and difficult. They already bring grief along with them as we remember those who aren't with us anymore. It's a tough time for all, especially those who are already dealing with anxiety and depression. It's a tough time for sure and for everyone in particular this year. So I wanna give a short disclaimer. I want you to be on the lookout for those who are retreating out of your life right now. Those who you normally heard from quite a bit, and maybe you're just not hearing from them right now. I want you to think about who those people might be. Notice when you're not hearing as much from them, or when they put posts up on Instagram or Facebook about depression or sadness or anxiety. That is, that is a flag that you need to see that they are raising. For you to reach out to them, please do it. Please reach out to those folks. It could be that they are drowning in the midst of depression and anxiety, and they may not even know it. And additionally, if that's you who's drowning, please call me, text me, reach out to me, however you can, and let us know so that we can walk with you. Because here's the deal, church. 2020 has been a rough year. It's been a tough year. And we've been reading through the prophets And then all of a sudden, we get Haggai. I bet you didn't even know that was a book book in the Bible. Danny said he didn't even know that was a book in the Bible. I said, man, you need to be studying up. Everybody knows about Haggai. Haggai chapter 2, verses 4 through 9. But now, you ready? Say it with me, church. Be strong. Zerubbabel. But now be strong, Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Be strong, Joshua, son of Josedek. The high priest, be strong, all you people of the land, declares the Lord, and work, for I am with you, declares the Lord Almighty. This is what I covenanted with you when I came, when you came out of Egypt, and my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. Boy, we're off to a good start. 
This is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while, I will once more shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. I'll shake all the nations, and what is desired by all nations will come, and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. Saying, it's going to be even better than it was. I'll explain what that means in just a minute. And in this place, I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. Almighty, but now, verse says, verse four says, but now, be strong, be strong, be strong. But wait a second, <laughs> because you got to know what's going on here. You got to know what's going on around this. This is just around the time that King Nebuchadnezzar. Everybody say Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> he invaded and runs out the Jewish people. Just runs them out. Then they start to kind of settle back in a little bit. Everything kind of settles. And then, boom, 10 years later, he does it again and completely destroys the temple in Jerusalem. So this writing that we get in Haggai comes to a displaced people. They have been run off. The temple, which was the center of their lives, is gone. No traditions can take place. Families aren't together anymore. It's the diaspora. They're all dispersed everywhere and it feels like all is lost and then they get this message be strong seriously god seriously really in the middle of this right i'm be strong really how my family is all apart everybody's in different places than they were before there's no traditions i can't go to the temple i used to always go to the temple and then our family would get together and we would do these things at the temple and everything was normal and that's not there anymore and i can't be where i want to be because i can't be in my land with my family i can't be where i am and it's never going to be the same again <laughs> and now i know somebody's tracking with me this is resonating with you right now and here's the thing God knows, brothers and sisters, God knows that we are hurting, that we're saying the same things that this people of God were saying when they got this word, be strong. God knows that this was a rough year. God knows that we miss each other. God knows that our traditions are all messed up right now. And God knows that our center is shifted. But you know what? The people of God have been here before, and that is what God is reminding them. This won't last. This won't last. God will restore God's people. God will restore God's church. God will bring healing where there's hurt and bring life where there is death. Be strong because I, says the Lord, am still here, still working, still bringing life. Be strong and get to work, is what Haggai says. Now, this is the first Sunday in Advent. Everybody say, woo Advent, woo Advent. It's a time we start looking for what we call the inbreaking of the kingdom of God. We look for the places where the fullness of God's kingdom is coming. It's not just about Christmas for four weeks. The season of Christmas is actually beyond Christmas. So it starts at Christmas and it goes on from there. This is the season of Advent and it's about preparing, preparing the way of the Lord, looking to the skies for the fullness of God to come, the advent of a new kingdom, God's full kingdom. And Haggai's word 
Woo! It's a word for us right now to be strong and see what God has done and know that God will redeem us still and see that God has always been good, is good, and will forever be good. God wants us to have confidence in the God's work and presence because God, the Lord of heavenly forces, the CEB version, this one right here says that God, the Lord of heavenly forces, is still at work and God is a God of promises fulfilled. So, church, why fear? Why not just go forward? Well, I think maybe it's not about fear. I think that we're feeling right now is, is not necessarily about fear. I want to read with you Matthew chapter 7. Now, this is the Sermon on the Mount, right? Started in chapter 5, goes through 6, and then 7. Some of my favorite stuff in the entirety of Scripture is found in Matthew 7, 24 through 29. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rains came, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and then doesn't put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rains came, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teachings. Was he because he taught as one who had authority, not as their teachers of the law. So stick with me right here, church. Because maybe it's less about fear and more about navel-gazing. You know what I mean? just looking at your belly. Maybe it's about walking around with blinders on and not seeing the fullness of the picture of God. Maybe it's about not remembering the fullness of the story of God. Why do you think that we read scripture over and over and over again? Why do you think that pastors are called to tell that message of hope every single week? Because brothers and sisters, we forget it after a day. Heck, we forget it after an hour and a half on Sunday after lunch. Sometimes we're back in the same rut we were before. We just forget all the time that God is good, that God is proud that God is at work. See, and Haggai calls us to be strong in the midst of adversity, and then Matthew tells us how. First, though, quick, quick story. Had a friend of mine, awesome, awesome, awesome guy, got just immersed in easy to find and more difficult to find substances that messed up his whole life and his world. And he was incredibly frustrated by all of that. And at one point was telling me his story a number of years ago. And I'll never forget it. He said, Matt, I hit rock bottom. Now, at the time, I hadn't really thought about what that means. And, and since I've been a pastor, I've thought about a really different understanding about what ultimately it means to hit rock bottom. I know this isn't the first time you've heard a story like this. As a matter of fact, some of you even told me this story where you said to me, I did look around, Pastor. I looked around for where God was at work. I looked back to see that story, but here I am still smack down a rock bottom. But here's the thing. Whenever you hear that saying rock bottom, I want you to think of Matthew 7, 24 through 29. That reminds us that God builds us up on the rock that's Jesus 
So when you hit rock bottom, when it feels like all is lost, when it feels like you've got nothing left to give and you hit that smack down on rock bottom, brothers and sisters, it means that God is about ready to rebuild you on Jesus. Come on now, I'm preaching to somebody. It means that God's about ready to rebuild that house that is you on top of Jesus. You can't go any lower than that. In the waters of baptism, you were claimed. You can't be built on sand anymore. You can only be built on rock because that's how God does it. When God claims God's children, you don't get the leftovers. You get the best that there is. And that's how God works. When you've hit rock bottom, you're just at Jesus, the fullness of Jesus. So instead of getting super frustrated, look around and see how God's going to start building you back up. Matthew tells us how to live out that be strong that we hear in Haggai. It means that we... It means that we start here, that we return back to the story to get built back up on that rock. And think about this. This is Matthew 5 through 7, right? Three full chapters, a sermon on the mount, probably the biggest, longest sermon any of us ever heard. And remember, Jesus has been talking for a long time at this point. He's given them three chapters worth of stuff, and that was only the stuff that we've got written down. And here we are, and what he's saying is, all the stuff that I've just told you, all the entirety of what this is, is pretty worthless, if you don't remember the story and start with the word of God, start with me. Let me build you up on the rock. Brothers and sisters, this is Advent. And our call in Advent, like you remember I said before, is to start looking around for the inbreaking of God's kingdom. That means like almost like you were looking up at the, of the, the clouds and, and like the, the sky would rip open, right? This would be the great imagery. Schizo. Remember that word from Greek we learned a little while ago? The sky would schizo. It would open up. It would be ripped open. And we would see the fullness of God's kingdom come to life. You know, and I wonder about the, that is a great metaphor, but what does it mean for us to see those moments in our own lives? Well, brothers and sisters, I'm just going to be real straight with you. You're not going to see them if you're not allowing yourself to be immersed in the word of God, in the people of God, to share the supper this is why we have the call to remember our baptisms. When you wash your face, remember that you're built on the rock. When you share communion with your families and you're devastated because you wish you were better at this, that, or the other, remember you are built on the rock. When you forget to pray or, or your eyes go in the direction they shouldn't go or you ignore your neighbor or you ignore the hurting and the hungry and the homeless, remember you were built on the rock and God is not done with you. You, how God is building you up on that word, that rock of Jesus. Being rebuilt, guys, sometimes is a really, really difficult process. Have you ever remodeled a home? Have you ever gone in and tried to do some repairs? It's hard. It's difficult. It takes time. But God promises to build us up back together, put us back together even stronger than ever. 2020's got nothing on us, nothing on God's people, because this word is life-changing, fulfilling 
fulfilling sustenance and a difficult time so that you can be strong and look around to see how God then can tell you, like Haggai said, be strong and then get to work. How is it that God's going to use you? You don't have to do everything, church. I don't need you to do everything. God doesn't need you to do everything. Just do the one thing. Just do the one thing that God calls you to do. Do your part to bring that kingdom into places that are waiting on hope to point to the kingdom and promise and promise God will be with you. So church, this week and every week for the rest of the year, look around and see those blessings. Look around for how God has already been at work in your life. Look around to see the great abundance. Look around and give thanks for God is good. And then look around and see where you get to bring the kingdom. Look around for how your gifts are for others. Look around to see how you are the gospel already. So yeah, 2020 sure was something. <laughs> but it's a time that we get to look around and see that God is more. Let's pray. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks for you are the God of life. You are the ultimate rebuilder. When it feels like we've been torn down, ripped apart, and everything is not where it's supposed to be, Lord, that's the moment where you remind us that we are built on the rock and you start putting that house back together bit by bit, room by room, God, and we give you thanks. Rebuild us today, Lord, that we can see that you are more. Help us to look around and see all those blessings, Lord, and then reflect the gifts that we've been given as gifts to others. In Jesus' name we pray and all of God's children say, amen. I invite you to go ahead and get your communion supplies together and we'll celebrate communion as a family of God. All right, I hope that was helpful. If so, I ask you a couple of things. One, share this with a friend so that they can hear some good news in their life too. And if you want to continue that impact beyond, we ask that you go to ChristSouth.org to the online giving tab and give to this ministry so that we can continue to share this with others. We'll see you on the next podcast or maybe in person at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings at Polo Ridge Elementary in Charlotte, North Carolina. Blessings and peace. Have an awesome week.